With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Finding your perfect home was hard. But thanks to Burrow, furnishing it has never been easier. Burrow's easy-to-assemble modular sofas and sectionals are made from premium, durable materials, including stain and scratch-resistant fabrics. So they're not just comfortable and stylish, they're built to last. Plus, every single Burrow order ships free right to your door. Right now, get 15% off your first order at burrow.com slash podcast. That's 15% off at burrow.com slash podcast. Hello, hello, and welcome to this Team Beer podcast. We've got Chewboy, we've got a couple of familiar guests, and we are going to be talking, of course, Team Beer, but also about EA's future plans with foot as well as a bit of a discussion which is slightly unexpected about the name fifa which of course we did speak about before but more in depth on this one loads more beside that too i'm your host ben you're listening to the foot weekly podcast out on spotify apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts from and made possible by the pods patron supporters hello and welcome to this team of the year content podcast it is week 19 in fifa 22 and uh, we have with us, as we almost always do, foot legend Air James FIFA. Hello. Hello, Ben. Happy to be, uh, I guess, back for another team of the year. Yeah. Another one. I don't know how many that makes for me, but <laughs> probably as many as Chew Boy. It's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> well, talk of which, we also have on the podcast former EA community manager, now, of course, streamer and uh, foot influencer Chew Boy. Hello. Great to have you on the pod. Yeah, uh, it's good to be back. Good to be back, man. Oh, it's great to have you. And, um, we also have with us, returning after a little while out of podcast action, his last appearance was winning that Foot Weekly quiz. Welcome back, the victorious Richard Buckley. Hello. Thank you very much, Ben. Great to be back on another episode of the podcast, uh, talking all things content. Yeah, especially with Team of the Year. And uh, we've had a fair bit of Team of the Year content, as you would expect. But for now, we'll start with, as we always do, pound for pound powerhouse, which is the player that we think offers the best value, they can be an SBC player, they could be a player from the market, they could be an objective. 
And we've not had loads and loads of players recently. It's not been a traditional promo in that sense. So maybe a little bit trickier um, to find candidates, especially with the prices of some of these team of the years. But we're going to try. And uh, as always, I'll start off with the listener suggestion. And uh, this is a bit of a left field one here from Luke. He says the pound for pound this week is actually the lone team of the year messy um, because you can get him for literally pressing a few buttons and it's a three-game loan, so you could use him in proper competitive matches, but of course, also a fun one to try in friendlies where those loans don't go down. Um, so yeah, I thought that was a, a nice mm. and different listener nope. suggestion. Who plays friendlies? <laughs> Defeud. Uh, I mean, Sorry, dude. Uh, no, I, you know what? I'm mad because my stupid chat in my stream, I was I was asking who to pick in that thing, in that objective thing, and they're like, oh yeah, no, pick Lewandowski, man. He's in the lead. Just pick him. And they're, they're trolling. Because I didn't realize that you actually get the loan. And oh. I would have taken Messi. No offense to Lewandowski, but I mean, I like the cheese of finesse shot. You know what I mean? Yeah, and we should say actually for people who don't know, basically go to objectives, go to teams, and then you can uh, pick between Team Lewandowski and Team Messi and you'll get a loan version of their team of the year. Um, and obviously, Messi is going to be preferred. No offense to Japes, of course. Yeah. Definitely take Lewandowski. For mm. sure. Maybe you'll come up here. And I should remind everyone that you can vote, of course, on Twitter which will be at Foot Weekly Pod. And uh, let's get into it. So, Chew is the least regular. You get to start, get the first pick. Who are you going to go for? I do like the looks of Jorginho. I don't know why. Something about him just seems mm. like... I feel like a lot of people doubt him. But, I mean, you know, through balls over the top are the way forward right now. And the man's passing is looking nice. For me, it's always... I remember it was like back in like FIFA. Was it 16 something like that? I remember like Modric was like the least hyped team of the year midfielder and he turned out to be the best team of the year in the entire team so i'm getting like moderate vibes. i don't know if it was from 15 or 16 i'm getting team of the year moderate vibes from that guy yeah yeah it looks good who would you be uh going for richard very rarely does this ever happen but i'm actually gonna agree with chu wow um <laughs> it's a first I, I, I was uh i was thinking about this for a long long time uh, but that Jorginho, he's got the most total stats in the entire game. Wow. Across yeah. anybody, any player. He's like 1.6 million coins. When the full release comes out and everyone starts cracking open their packs, I can see that dropping another at least two, three, maybe even 400k. Mm. I just think he looks incredible. The only real problem is, unless you're running like a Premier League team or you've got a couple of Chelsea players in there, he's a little tough to link. Mm. But I just think he looks absolutely remarkable, Jorginho. Mm. So you're saying that I know ball. Hmm. Well, you just ask <laughs> first. Technically, it'd be me who knew ball. Interesting. Well, it's funny because uh, normally I wouldn't necessarily, you know, think a shared nomination is allowed. But, you know, seeing as Chu and Richard have agreed on something for the first time ever, it feels right to to allow it. So I will. And um, we'll move on to Jake's suggestion. It pains me to say this, Ben, but it's like an absolute no brainer for me. And I'm, I think I'm in, I'm, I'm totally debating whether or not to complete this card myself just because I don't use league on players. Um, mm. But the, how was he? A moments, Lucas Paqueta. Uh, Pac-Man. Or Paqueta. That card is dumb. I don't know. He's probably top 10 total stats, something like that for mm. 230K. You want to play him as an attacking mid? Sure. Slap a hunter on him. You want to play him as a defensive mid? Sure. Slap a shadow on him. You want to play him out wide as a box-to-box player? Put a catalyst on him. In some ways, he gives me like slight like team of the year Kimmich vibes mm-hmm. from once upon a time, just because you could like play him anywhere that you felt like playing him and you'll have success. Like you can get most of his stats 
to maybe except for the defensive ones well up in the 90s he does have the five-star skills that everybody covets and he has high high work rates so you're you can't go wrong putting him in just about every spot like for me the the value of that sbc is wild especially when you compare him and look back to that gundawan card that was released before that like are you kidding me half the price of gundawan and he's got more total stats he's got better pace he's got better shooting he has slightly worse passing he's got better dribbling right slightly worse defending and better physicality across the board and he's got mm. five star skills and he's brazilian insane yeah. Insane. I don't understand the logic on the Gunawan one still. I think I still feel bitter about that. Maybe it's just because EA was like, yeah, we're going to release at least three Manchester City Team of the Year cards and people are going to wish they'd done this one. Mm. I don't think people wish that. I, I just think the the value on Pequeta is like nutty. Yeah. and uh, Especially for left-footed. Like, there aren't, I don't know how many left-footed CMs because like to me this year, having a left-footed player as like my LCM or a five-star weak foot player as my LCM matters to me. Yeah, and uh, Japes, that's really annoying because he was going to be mine. And I completed him and used him for an entire uh, finals as and? well. And he's really good, yeah. Um, I, I'm Where did using you him play a left, him? A left center mid, funny enough, pretty much exactly the same as you were saying, um, in a three. And yeah, as you say, it's just that versatility. He can do everything. Um, and actually I found because theoretically his only real weakness almost is his three-star weak foot and to be honest I found his passing was really really good on that weak foot anyway and the fact he's left-footed for shooting I think it catches people out because not everyone knows that he is left-footed and um, yeah it was great and high high work rates as well is really good Um, he works hard in both directions and has that versatility that he can play as a defensive midfielder as part of a two if you wanted to switch to two defensive midfielder formation and is really really good in a box-to-box system i would say he didn't feel quite as agile or nippy on the ball as you'd maybe expect for his stats but still does feel really good on the ball and at 511 has an impact defensively i played him in that midfield three traps was on the other side and i have to say it highlighted just how good trapped is i mean obviously this spc is 240k is considered very good value Whereas Trapped at 15k is really as good. And that's not saying Paqueta isn't good. It just shows that Trapped really is, I think, by far the best value player in the whole game. Sure. As I've said before. But in terms of Paqueta, I don't think I can do another double nomination or shared nomination. So I will go with the budget version. French League on Player of the Month, Savanier. And he has four star, four star. He is slightly easier to link, I suppose, being French. His in-game stats aren't as good, but with the shadow also looks fantastic as a box-to-box. High medium work rates. Well, the other thing that I'd add is we talked about how important interceptions were mm. on the previous one. And I believe Savarnier with a shadow has like maybe maxed out interceptions or close to it. Yeah. And yeah. as well, he has like super high aggression, which is sweet. Yeah. So I think that's a great shout. Yeah. Especially with the fact that, as you're saying, We've been saying how important aggression is and how important things like interceptions are above 90 and both with a shadow. And only disappointing thing is maybe his defensive awareness, but in a three, I don't think that matters so much. And uh, actually, it's also a shout for his uh, headliners, which is not exactly a dissimilar price to the SBC in cash terms. So if people wanted to pick up a tradable version instead, he might go up and actually be even better than the player of the month. So a good option. And let's move on to team of the year because we have had the 12th man vote. It is between Ronaldo, Benzema and Salah. The winner will join packs along with the rest of the team of the year this weekend. 
that's what we think. There may be also other players added to packs in the form of honourable mentions, which we'll talk about. And for now, though, uh, let's talk about 12th man. It is unfortunate, but the way the voting seems to work is that the player that people most want to use as a loan item tends to win the vote. And naturally, you'd think that means uh, Ronaldo wins, Richard. I think it would be a bit of a travesty for Salah not to be in team of the year. But the way that we're going, mm. Ronaldo's going to be their player. It does seem strange. I don't know whether he's going to get some other item, Salah, because without him, or, you know, same for Benzema, really. Neither of them being included would feel strange. Uh, I mean, any ideas on how they could do it differently? Potentially, we get given the three loan players of Benzema, Ronaldo and Salah, and then we're only allowed to do one of the SBCs. I don't know. Something like that. Like, they make all three available, and then you pick which one you want to submit your players into, rather than the typical, these are the players, pick one you want on loan. Because everyone just picks Ronaldo for the most part. Yeah, well, maybe we get given a voting token, which is just any player, almost like a swaps token. And that can be then submitted into uh, an SBC named each of those three players. But you don't get anything actually for submitting that token. That would possibly make it the most fair. What do you think about the possibility of Salah missing out, G? I mean, do do we really care if Salah misses? <laughs> like, I, I don't. Ronaldo like, fan Chu here just. Uh, I mean, okay, in. look, let, okay, let's let's get some let's get some things out the way. Okay, yes, I'm a Ronaldo fanboy. B, I support United. Whatever, whatever. It's not that important. <laughs> anyway, if Salah was like a five star five, if if that was Neymar, I would actually vote Neymar over Ronaldo. I'm not even joking, because. Mm. For me, awards don't mean anything anymore. Like, Ballon d'Or, all that stuff. Like, I went through a weird epiphany stage during lockdown. Yes, I had a lot of time to think during lockdown. But, like, <laughs> what do awards even mean? Like, let those guys have that thing that says, oh, some bunch of people said that this is the right thing to give. Like, it's all probably rigged anyway. So, we're playing a video game. Let's just make the video game as much as possible and vote uh, as fun as possible. And vote for things that are going to make us like less miserable, in my opinion. <laughs> Salah could have scored 500 goals. I don't care about a four-star, three-star winger, bro. I, like, I'll like i be very real. I want a guy that's going to... You don't like, even play the game. I don't ever play the game, <laughs> hey, You're too. a United fan. This is like... <laughs> he can win awards in real life. Like That's great. Like I really could not care. But just, just, just vote for the guy that's going to make you have fun in that game, man. Like I don't care about this realism yeah. I mean, I guess for some people, the Salah will be fun though, right? I mean, what if someone said to you, guaranteed he's going to be five-star, four-star? Oh, if you told me that like Salah would get like a five-star, five-star, oh yeah, like don't get me wrong. Like again, I would, if okay. you gave me a yeah. name or if you gave me an Mbappe to pick from Ronaldo, I would actually pick the Mbappe because okay. I know that it would be like, it'll make the game more sweaty, but like I would have more fun with that card. Well, it's funny because I was thinking about Jorginho. He's not someone that you'd associate with being popular in a foot vote. But I suppose winning the Champions League, the Euros, and being named among the best players this year probably influenced people maybe. But it was just quite interesting too because I know the voting system came before or after you left. But still, uh, seeing someone like that make it did surprise me a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure that's just the power of like casuals and super casuals you know like they're really disconnected from like what we talk about and like the stuff that we're yeah. into uh you know they probably saw the euros and like oh well that guy won everything right like i saw that guy win a lot of stuff um mm. it's like why why did royce win the cover vote in fifa 17 right it's like there was there was man united fans that could vote for marshall real madrid fans could have voted for uh hazard at the time but then uh royce just got like that neutral casual vote I was like oh yeah that guy's mm. cool like i heard about that guy you know 
Um, yeah, so yeah, that could have been a possibility. I don't know. I guess what a lot of people will say is, you know, well, yeah, you have the deciding vote almost. You know, they'll actually decide who goes into the team. But one thing I was thinking is, presumably, if in a way the people voting for this are also the ones that would be buying packs, so would they even have much reason to change it? Do you think if they would do that, we don't know what they would. I remember before Team of the Year, people were like, "Oh my God, it's already decided who's going to be the team," and I was like, "Eh." probably not like actually i know one of the guys that does the back end of the the whole like he'll basically like structure the campaign like he's not on social nobody knows who he is but like mm. he's one of the guys in marketing that like does all the planning like oh we're gonna talk to this club that club we're gonna do this we're gonna set up the website like that and i was telling i was like as uh the team of the year announcement came out and i and i messaged him i was like hey like everybody says it's rigged he's just like that's the stupidest thing like what, what, what am I doing all this work for? Man, if it's- <laughs> I was like, that's a good point. It's like his life is like miserable for like weeks just so he can rig it. So yeah. I don't think that like EA like completely takes over the like um, the whole team. Because I mean, if they did, then why would Jorginho be there? Uh, Jorginho doesn't like sell packs, does he? Mm. And notice how like nothing leaked until what? Two days before, which is probably when like voting like was pretty much finalized and then they had to send the information out to mm. the uh, marketing partners whatever that's usually when it leaks right when they have to send the information out to like the um community managers from like different regions and blah 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 and like the marketing um the marketing which agencies that help out the different territories so the fact that it like only the leak only came out like what the day before i think it was like tuesday or wednesday then that kind of shows you that it wasn't rigged from the start because it would have to mm. actually have time to tally up the votes and then mm. decide. Yeah, of course. And let's move on to Team of the Year defenders. So a quick point here I wanted to make is that when looking at these defenders, what I did was calculate using foot science. People may be aware that I uh, work for Foothead doing various bits. So understand the way that player stats are often calculated had created a couple of images which showed the in-game stats pretty close to what they have ended up being. Now it's after their release, so I can tell you that those were very accurate. So we'll talk about those. And it's worth noting that Cancelo has got a five-star weak foot. Also, funny to listen to this in the context of the fact that I got extremely lucky and from the only pack I opened as these defenders dropped, which was an 83 plus times three, I managed to get Marquinhos. Yeah, I have no idea what's going on with the luck this year. It's never been this good. But before I'm ejected from the podcast and the supporter discord, let's get back into it. So, Japes, anyone we're looking at here, take your fancy particularly. Yeah, I want to get that Ruben Diaz card. Like, that's the exact mm. type of center back that I like. Mm. But, like, he's big. He'll be able to win headers. He's all of a sudden now, like, got super juice pace. Uh, I'm assuming probably, like, a 99 reactions. Maxed out strength, yeah. aggression. Yeah, Oof. all like just all the things. Like, yes, please. And six foot two, which is nice. And yeah, Richard, who in there are you thinking? I get him in. Probably double down and go Ruben Diaz and Cancelo for the perfect link. Mm. Uh, I just think he, it works too nice. I think when you look at Marquinhos, yes, he's going to be unbelievable, but I, I just don't know. I think the, for the coins that Marquinhos might cost you, comfortably over two million, I would say. You probably near enough get. I don't think that Diaz is going to be super super expensive. Mm. So Diaz Cancelo for me definitely over the uh, the PSG side. 
Yeah, and of course it's confirmed Cancelo is a left back, which is quite nice. Interesting to see if he gets an upgrade to maybe five-star weak foot, the kind of thing I can imagine them doing, although I don't know. I feel like four-star, four-star is good enough anyway. Jorginho is obviously kind of lacking as a more offensive or, or creative midfielder and hence him getting the four-star, four-star. Um, but Chew, quite a few City players here, so are you looking at the PSG players more? Yeah, honestly, I, you know what? The, as a United fan, it's funny enough. I actually don't mind City at all. Like, <laughs> you know, when you look, the reason, of course, you know, I'm not, I'm not. You can tell by the stupid accent, I'm not from the UK. Mm. So everybody's, oh, you should hate City. I was like, the only reason I dislike clubs is when their fans are annoying. So I only dislike Liverpool and Arsenal. Let's be real. So I, <laughs> I know like two City fans. Now I know three. The only reason I, I might dislike City is because FUDFG is so annoying. And every time you see these beating United, all he does is like FaceTime. It's very annoying. So, uh, but anyway, that can't sell him, man. That guy can like mm. play freaking anywhere. That guy can play ST and do a job. So I think um, he's Premier League. He's got the Ronaldo Bruno link. So maybe he he's, he's a bit expensive, but I do like that guy. Uh, and that Hakimi looks like an absolute demon, man. Hakimi for me, I don't know. He's just one of those... Um, I always like these players. My favorite players in FIFA are usually the players that like I don't notice. And the reason I don't notice them is because they don't make any mistakes. And for mm. me, it's always been, at least this year, the regular Hakimi and the regular Mendy. Like, they just never did anything wrong. So if I just have more of that from Hakimi, man, oh my God, what a player. Yeah. I'll, I'll be my favorite. I got the untradeable Hakimi pretty early, which is quite fortunate, and have used him a lot. And... Yeah, he, he just still is very effective as an 85 rated gold, which is a pretty good sign for his team of the year. Yeah. So, so uh, physical as well, which is really nice. But also, you know, obviously with any team of the year, great defensive stats, passing, uh, and also his dribbling is really good as well. So yeah, I agree. I think he'll be very, very good. And, you know, we haven't spoken much about Marquinhos. I think that may be partly because we're aware of how expensive he's likely to be. Um, oh yeah, that card. Every, every kid is going to want that. Every... Well, it's interesting with Marquinhos because he's probably going to have around 90 acceleration and sprint speed and 90 strength and aggression which is obviously great but if you compare it to Diaz he's probably gonna have near max strength and aggression and he won't have quite as high pace but you're gonna put a shadow on him probably mm. whereas with Marquinhos if you put a shadow which people probably will to max out his pace then he's not gonna quite have such good strength and aggression and he's a lighter player generally but I'm interested in both and we'll have to see where they settle because I've got Thiago Jarlo, the team in the group stage, and I've been really impressed Ooh. with him over the last few weeks. So keen to pair him with one of these if I can afford them. That That's actually good investment advice. Jarlo's price is yeah. probably going to go up. Well, it's interesting because he has actually just gone up over time because there haven't been many other league centre-back options apart from maybe the Cosa SBC. Ooh. And Kimpembe is starting to lose his shine a little bit. Kimpembe will never die. He'll be used until team of the season finishes and Fuddies comes in. There's going to be some type of Kimpembe at some point, and we're all going to be like, fine. Mm. Well, now Kimpembe's come up, it's probably time to take a break. We'll be back after the break to talk plenty of different FIFA-related topics, getting choose inside insights, that sort of thing. I'll see you in just a moment. We're always on the lookout for quality freebies for the Foot Weekly listeners, and this week is no exception. Harry's are here to change shaving for the better by combining Thomas Muller-esque German precision with Southgate-style routine and man management. They aren't just offering ultra-sharp razors, but an opportunity to revamp your shaving routine. Harry's are very generously offering a free trial set. All you have to do is pay $3.95 for delivery and you'll get an expertly weighted razor handle, a German-engineered five-blade razor cartridge, Plus, in this one, a free shower gel so you can try shaving while you shower, which sounds like a great idea. And in fact, 
I wasn't expecting it to smell quite as good as it does. It's become my go-to shower gel. So if you want to add that and the high quality razor to your shaving routine, all you have to do is go to harrys.com slash F-U-T to redeem your free trial set and shave plan, which you can cancel at any time. So go to harrys.com forward slash foot to get that free trial set. Thank you very much for listening and let's get back into the podcast. Hello, welcome back. So we'll start off by talking about honorable mentions, which did have a hint in a splash screen. I think it was last Thursday saying that they would be on their way, but we haven't seen any at time of recording. They hopefully will be a good middle ground in terms of not being so expensive as team of the year, at least they were last year. And I was wondering whether from that list of nominees, there were any that Chu or Richard and Japes are interested in getting their hands on. I know Richard, you really enjoyed that honorable mentions, Manet. Yeah, it was it was ridiculous, that Manet. It's one of those as well that I'd never bought if I didn't pack him. But as soon as I started playing with him, I was like, yeah, this is mm. team of the year level of player. But I think the the honorable mentions this year are sort of up for a debate. Like, um, it better be a lot of Byron cards. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> there's a few that sort of spring straight to mind. Benzema. Mm. I don't know if the twelfth men are also going to get honorable mentions. Like, if Salah doesn't get in on the twelfth man, does he then transfer to an honorable mention or not? Um, I feel like they should. But, but I think yeah. Erling Haaland mm. could have a really nice mm. item if done mm. correctly. Uh, probably Trent as well. He's never he's never good in game though. <laughs> he was very good last year. He's team of the year. Yeah. Fact, rule break, people like his rule breakers, don't Yeah, you? I think he's I think he's good. When he gets juiced enough, yeah, I think he's very good. I only mm-hmm. liked it when I swapped him in CDM one year. What year was it he got a team? Was it last year? Like he was better yeah. in CDM than like right back. He was just getting killed by Mbappe. And that's gonna be the move, isn't it, with Cancelo this year, I reckon. But Chu, who are you gonna go for in terms of your pick for honorable mentions? It's gotta be Bruno, no? I took the words right out of my mouth. Bruno <laughs> Fernandez. I mean I mean, I think a lot of people would like that just based on last year. I mean, that car last year was mm. everybody's favorite card in midfield. So that'll be nice. But that's a good shout by Richard. Uh, Kyle Walker, I thought I had a solid year. Uh, people are freaking out when I think Rio put him in his team year vote. But I'm like, yeah, Walker was like just a quietly good player the whole season. I thought he was one of the best in his position. Mm. Um, so I'll take him. Yeah, uh, if Benzema's av- available, if uh, if he's you know in the 12th man but can still make it. I mean, we all know how flashback Benzema is. So imagine that with like better <laughs> stats. That would be, that's a scary thought, but I, I would still take it. And what do you think about maybe half a Luke Shaw for a good six months? <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, let's be real. This season, I don't know what's been going on with him. I, I'll be, even, even I would be disgusted if you got one. Well, it's funny you say that because we saw the flashback Kane already as an England option. And Hugh actually reviews him on the gameplay podcast, using him at quite a high level. So it's an interesting uh, review that. But in terms of England players, I could definitely see another player potentially as an SBC or objective, probably an objective at this point. And we saw Grealish last year. So I could see something like that just to get people engaged with that. We know there are a lot of more casual players in the UK who do grind objectives. I could definitely imagine maybe a Declan Rice would be uh, a good option for that and potentially uh, also Luke Shaw. You know, if they're going off votes, I could see him actually having done quite well with the left back spot being less clear when voting. Uh, Japes, who would you be interested in for an honourable mention? I mean, I'd, I'd obviously love to see the Byron players. Do I think it's going to happen? Uh, probably not, but maybe like maybe one, maybe there's a, uh, I was going to say maybe there's like a noise. Goretzka, Kimmich and Muller were all in there. I feel like one of them surely has got to be 
yeah, in there somewhere. They ju- they released the Mueller flashback. Mm. So like, let's take him out. Kimmich had the headliners, didn't he? Yeah. So take him out. So Goretzka, I guess. Yeah. I mean that card would that card would ball out. Don't get me <laughs> wrong. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I we'll see. I'm I'm hopeful. Mm. I I also think like we're gonna see a lot of cards from uh, Syria and La Liga. Oh yeah, yeah. Because they're no team of the year cards. Yeah. Benucci probably. I can see. Totally. I was gonna say like a because we've had that flashback Chiellini. I feel like Benucci's likely. Mm. Or if I were put like a betting man, Benucci feels perfectly reasonable. The question is from like La Liga, who might be in there? Fuck here again. <laughs> uh, I think there's a good chance that we'll see at least one Chelsea item mm. over the next week to get Jorginho a little bit more incentivized, whether that's Rudiger at centre back or maybe like Mason Mount. Both had good years. Yeah. I think that's likely to happen. Mm. Yeah, I could see that as well. Um, but yeah, you're right. It's, it's hard to pick out La Liga players and. I mean, there's Pedri and Jordi Alba. I feel like they'll probably want to have a Barcelona player in there, but there's not many options for them. Um, it'll be interesting to see um, how it pans out later in the week. Let, let's move on to some other topics because we've had a, a few interesting questions in. Two, impact of servers going down is something a few people were asking. We saw this on Friday where basically people were locked out for an hour um, or so content creators included of course um, from the servers and this was the big launch for team of the year on friday night uh, friday evening or whatever time it is where you are presumably that's like a huge deal because people aren't getting on to spend oh yeah it's a, it's a huge deal i mean basically i don't want to say it's like insider knowledge but like you know they prioritize bugs things like that right and the high priority ones are usually the ones that either a make you stop spending money or preventing you from spending money or preventing you from like actually playing the game. Those are like, Mm. I think we call it priority zero. That's like the highest priority, right? So yeah, when the servers go down before a main problem, yeah, that's some zero. That's some zero shit, man. Um, So that's like all guns blazing. And, you know, people will be like, oh, why don't I have more servers? But it's like, you know, there's only like two occasions where like that many people log in at the same time. It's launch and team of the year, right? So it's like, two days out of 365 so it's like are you gonna like get a crazy amount of extra service just for like two days or you're just gonna ride out those two days mm. cost wise you, you just ride out those two days right and then everything's fine after an hour it's one of these situations where actually it must be as frustrating for ea as it is for the end user which isn't necessarily always the case you know their pockets are being hit directly and so i guess clearly they don't feel it's worth spending the money on scaling up the servers for presumably maybe the whole cycle just for the odd occasion that they do go down yeah you you probably have to scale up for a longer period of time but then again you know it's just two days that you have to worry about really Mm. the servers i mean when you look at it again from somebody that is from the fifa 12 to 16 days I mean, I'm not defending the servers. They are a lot better as much as I don't like them. Mm. We get way less disconnects and issues like what we saw on Friday than we did before. I mean, people don't remember 17 and 18. I thought was pretty bad with um, Mm. disconnects and foot champions. I mean, we, we still see that just not to the same degree. But I remember back in those days, you know, pros getting disconnects like mess up their their, their records and stuff like that. That was happening like week on week. I mean, now you don't mm-hmm. see that too often. I remember, I forgot, I think it was 18 where like every, literally every promo, the servers just went down. Mm. So I think that was 18. Mm. But um, 
when you compare that to now, I mean, it did happen in Team of the Year, but I don't recall another time this year that that's happened. Maybe um, at launch, that's about it. So the servers are improvement. It's just that like we only notice the really bad times, and mm. there have been a few issues over the break. Again, Christmas is another um, Christmas is another period where like a lot of people come on, but um, yeah, hopefully they do improve it, but you won't expect them to scale it for just those periods of time yeah well i mean if you think about 1718 as you were saying i mean from a gameplay perspective it was way worse because you had the disconnects and there was a weekend league extension every other weekend it felt like so it's improved since then but certainly still frustration there and I guess it all comes down to finance, which is what I was interested to talk to you about, actually, because we've had a few people asking about the uh, you know, lightning rounds every half hour. And we've also had a really stepped up power curve, it feels like, compared to past FIFA's winter wildcards, especially was extremely strong in terms of some of the players we got. What a lot of people have thought is maybe this is some kind of last hurrah that they see changes to loot box legislation and all that stuff going on and think we need to get the most out of it we can or is it just a general kind of step up in monetization that we see year on year i mean first of all i know a lot of people get angry oh my god they're doing happy hours every half night like they're a business that's like getting mad at a dog for barking like what are you gonna do (laughs) so you gotta think about a few things a you gotta think about year on year revenue reporting so last year, pandemic, everybody's inside, everybody's having fun, spending money on fun. Are things going as good as last year? So, you know, like they'll have to like show an increase in revenue. So it's like, okay, how can we match that or surpass that when people are out of lockdown now? Okay, mm-hmm. let's let's juice up the amount of packs. So then at least it, it doesn't show. Because I mean, if you're showing a drop in revenue and you're best period of time then it's like oh okay man our his fee is you know the the investors are like oh is ea in trouble that kind of thing so it's like all right how about we just uh, do, do some more packs just get some more packs mm-hmm. in there just so it doesn't seem like things dropped off so there's that and then also b uh like you mentioned you know next year if all this stuff with the, the they're losing the fifa name if that all happens if that's actually true next year's gonna be weird man i mean one thing that they don't like is um, the unknown, right? Mm. We've had 10 good years of just like straight, like knocking it out the park with Ultimate Team. Ultimate Team literally prints money. The people that yeah. play say they hate it, but they put more money. It's stupid. More money comes well, out. Yeah, and especially over the pandemic. But now that's yeah. starting to fade away and there's the concern around the name. So it might be a bit of a reaction to... I suppose get those stakeholders in their various different forms on side and show them what they care about, which I suppose is growth. They care about, hey man, do these guys like more profit? Yo, this game keeps making profit. This company's like the Lewandowski of companies right now. It just keeps scoring. <laughs> so with the name being removed potentially next year, they don't know what the hell's gonna happen. Like it could be chaos. Investors hate uncertainty. Exactly, right? So it's like, all right, how about we just make a ton of money, as much money as possible? So we have a bit less, you know, have more confidence. People have more confidence in us because, man, um, there could be a whole nother podcast on this, like the ramifications of what happens if they do lose the name. I mean, uh, depending on which group you're in, if you're a pro, it's actually probably a good thing because if they lose the name, like they're going to they're gonna have to try harder. Full creative control. Yeah. Well. yeah, full creative control. It could be a good thing. Like if you're a pro, it's probably good because... They're going to have to then compete with whatever FIFA the organized is going to be. 
the game for esports. And so when you have competition, people try harder. So the prize pool will go up like crazy because like they're going to have to convince you to stay with them. You could have content creators getting deals for like, hey, Castro, we'll literally like pay you to not play this other game or, you know, the top pie face, you name it. They'd be getting deals like that. You could, I mean, you could see so many different things happen the next uh, next year if the name does, the FIFA name goes away. So this could be just them preparing themselves and just making as much money as possible. Yeah, I mean, anytime that there's a level of uncertainty with shareholders for whatever, like it could be a variety of reasons, and we've listed off multiple, mm. there's going to be market reaction to it. So you know, ultimately, things could be fine. Like, we don't know how everything's going to play out. They still have huge market share. And I, in many ways, like, don't see why they wouldn't continue to have huge market share. I don't know. I expect everything will be fine. I I, I think it's just a, will be like an interesting case study mm. long term. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I even thought about it the other day. I really couldn't care if Juventus is called Piemonte Calcio. I literally, like, a week later, I was just like, cool, whatever, man. I It doesn't mm-hmm. even phase me. Bergamo, whatever. That's Atalanta? Cool. The mechanics of foot are the same. Yeah. The just- of foot, it, like, here's here's where it starts to matter. Think about how mad the community got when Alexander Pato was released without a game phase. Mm-hmm. I think it matters all of a sudden if all of the Juventus players or Piemonte Calcio, whatever, all of a sudden, they you can't use their face anywhere. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, you can't use all the Serie A player faces anywhere. I, I think they're good in terms of the players. I think that's a FIFA Pro thing, which is separate. That's my point. Is like they're good there. Oh yeah. It yeah. only it only is going to matter if all of a sudden there's a huge amount of players yeah. that like they can't do that. Exactly. Too. Yeah, if your right. favorite player is DiBala, you still feel like you're using DiBala, even though it says Piemonte Calcio. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Exactly. Exactly. Until like, that changes, doesn't matter. I, I'm so excited for this whole. FIFA versus goals game versus, I don't know, Pez could be called FIFA versus UFL because I want all you gameplay nerds who are listening to this podcast, you guys kept <laughs> whining that, oh, it's about gameplay, it's about... I, I want to I, I see what happens because, in my opinion, it's not just about gameplay anymore. That's that's back when we were playing without online stuff, right? Now it's about engagement, who's got the realness, and who will keep you more entrenched into the world of football with content, things like that. And then gameplay is a part of it, but I don't think it's the most important thing because you just want to feel like you're part of the footballing world. And FIFA gives you the most realistic experience with all the licenses, with all the faces, with all the names, you name it. I think that's parallel, even more important than gameplay. And if gameplay is better, and let's say UFL and all those games have better gameplay, will you go and play those games? Because I want all you guys who keep yelling about, this is not like to be mean or anything, but because everybody keeps saying, oh man, gameplay sucks and this and that, and I'll play the game with the better gameplay. All right, well, if the gameplay does suck and the other games are better, you better go play that game, bro. I don't want to hear any complaining. So there's there's multiple types of FIFA fans. There are some that want like a fully immersive called like football experience yeah. where they can get as detail like your call it your FM fans, right? Super in the details and care about the details being right. The vast majority of FIFA players are fans and they want uh, are fans of the sport, fans of their team and all they want to do is take their fandom for the game itself and apply it as best possible to a video game and be immersed in what they love in a video game in the best way possible. And right now, FIFA offers the most fully immersive fan experience possible. Mm -hmm. 
in a video game. Until that changes, FIFA will be the market leader. Mm -hmm. Well, that's the thing. I think myself and many people who listen to these podcasts are really into the gameplay. Gameplay nerds, as Chu, you've said. There are frustrations, of course, but the gameplay in general is something that people enjoy. And I know that sounds strange to plenty of people out there and this new generation almost of foot players who are much more focused on the content, the rewards. And yes, that does keep people engaged. But I myself was playing foot thousands of games a year back when I was younger in a context where there wasn't really any modes, there wasn't really much content. So I just enjoyed playing the game. And it's developed further from that point and the point at which it is reached in terms of gameplay is going to be hard for a new competitor to reach actually because there's been so much time put into the development um, no matter what you think of its balance yes there might be other more balanced games but are they going to be as immersive and as in-depth as FIFA yeah. it's hard to say those competitors are important and I hope they do well but they're going to need a lot more than gameplay to attract this new generation of foot player which as Chi you're saying it's heavily built around content engagement transferring japes that fandom that you talked about into the game of FIFA Ultimate Team, which is more about the individual players, both the user and actual real footballers, than anything else. Richard, have you got anything to add here? Yeah, just my quick take. Uh, I think we will be called FIFA in September still. I think they're going to come to a late deal. Um, oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't think we're in any position at the moment. I don't think it's going to be done that quickly. And I also think, just a hot take, I don't know any insider information, but with... Uh, Microsoft recently buying Activision. I think Sony's going to buy EA. Oh, really? Oh, wow, that'd be really. Yeah, they're already working together. PlayStation. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's a big sponsor of EA. Uh, FIFA's their one of their number one titles that Sony publish that they're sort of really in in, in depth with right now. And uh, I, I think it's only really that way that it's going to mm. go. Very interesting indeed. We'll have to see how things pan out. Uh, thank you as always, Chu, for coming on and giving your insider insights always find it very fascinating and i know many of the listeners do too so thank you very much for joining us yet again where can people catch you thank you thank you for having me and uh always a pleasure you can find me uh, at chewboy c-h-u-b-o-i on all platforms and chewboy7 somewhere or oh yeah on twitch thank you actually i don't know why i don't know that uh <laughs> chewboy7 on twitch yes yeah always looking out for the guests and talking of which richard once again thank you very much for coming on the podcast thank you very much you can uh, find me at rbuckley98 across all social medias perfect and are you on twitch these days as well you're on you? uh weekly yeah now and again yeah, yeah. when nice. he feels like it that's what i like to hear and finally to japes thank you very much as always uh, for your insight on this podcast of course, always a pleasure chatting uh, and looking forward to uh, what will be the all the fun ramifications from this year's Team of the Year. Yeah, and we should say good luck. I'm sure a lot of you, almost all of you, are going to be opening yes. all those packs later in the May week. May the pack gods be with you. Oh. Definitely. And thank you very much to all you listeners for listening along. If you'd like to subscribe to get those podcasts directly into your podcast feed, then you can head over to apple Podcasts, spotify or wherever you like to get your podcast from and do it there and if you want the bonus podcast every week of course do consider supporting just three pounds a month you can search support foot weekly or go to bit.ly slash pod 22 which is also the link to the twenty four thousand fifth point giveaway which ends at the end of this month right thank you very much as always to all you supporters keeping the podcast going and to those icon patrons dave b coach vass dougie chris w DJ FIFA player, Hugh J, Steve C, David S, Matt L, George, Alistair, Alan G, Anthony R, Dominic, Rob P, Pobius, L, 
Jeff B, Christopher R, Stephen F, Michael, Tom B, Damon H, Nick Jack M, Savage P, Eric T, Roger D, Dan W, Sila P, Matt H, Harry P, Neil P, Adam G, At Pace of a Tortoise, Brian S, Andrew C, Jake G, Michael P, Springford, Zach O, Dominic G, Ruben D, Kraus, Adam R, Andy H, Mikael L, Orion B, Mindor L, and Tim J. Plus a special thanks to Luke M, Dave B, Hugh J, Tom M, Darren W, and Pato Foot for advice and production assistance. At Lowe's, we know you can get the job done faster if you don't have to stop and come into the store all the time. That's why we've updated our app with your business in mind. With the app, you can build quotes, easily reorder your supplies, track orders, and much more. So you can get everything you need right away, stay on the job, finish it, and get started on the next one. Download the app today. Because Lowe's knows time is money. Lowe's knows pros. Before I leave you though, just one more thing to add. FIFA is a bit like life really. It has its many ups and its many downs. And if you are having a few more downs than ups in real life in these more difficult times, then please don't feel that you're alone or need to struggle on without taking action. If you go to thecalmzone.net, there's loads of resources, advice, and support or even just a chat available to anyone who needs it if it sounds like it could help you then head over to the calmzone.net and for now we'll catch you on the next podcast at lowe's we know you can get the job done faster if you don't have to stop and come into the store all the time that's why we've updated our app with your business in mind With the app, you can build quotes, easily reorder your supplies, track orders, and much more. So you can get everything you need right away, stay on the job, finish it, and get started on the next one. Download the app today, because Lowe's knows time is money. Lowe's knows pros. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.